Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Telegraph. Telegraph. Podcasts. Welcome to a very special episode of Fashion Unzipped. I'm Emily Cronin, your host, and I'm in the studio with Charlie Gowans Eglinton. Hi. And a bunch of guest stars who are you, our participants in the first ever Ask Unzipped special. We spend our days previewing the latest fashion collections, interviewing designers, trying to bring you a sense of what is just around the corner in the fashion world. And we thought that we would put that knowledge to work for you, our listeners. So in case you missed it, last week we let you know that we were going to be offering our fashion advice, answering any questions that you sent us or left us uh, in a special episode of Fashion Unzipped. And thank you. You guys showed up in our inboxes and also on our voicemail to a lesser degree. But that's okay. Sometimes it's easier to send an email. Um, And you sent us such thoughtful questions. We can't wait to answer them. So, Charlie, should we just dive right in? Let's jump in, Emily. I'm excited. Great. So the first one is an email from Claire from Melbourne. But she does point out that she's originally from Manchester, so she still buys all her clothes from the UK online. And she says, hello, we're going into summer in the Southern Hemisphere. Can you please tell me what to wear? What hat shall I buy? What sandals? Side note, I'm 41 and have 36G boobs. I worry that floaty floral dresses make me look five times bigger than I am and matronly slash mumsy. Is there a magic dress type out there? That is the question, isn't it, Charlie? We'd all like a magic dress in our wardrobes, I think. I think you have a few. I, I'm i a big dress person, actually, so this is a good question for me. I think the key to dress shopping is really to look at your proportions. And I know what you mean. Sometimes when I try on a floaty dress in a shop I think this looks fantastic and then as soon as I leave the shop and the wind blows or somebody gets a picture of me from a dodgy angle or I catch myself in a shop window I suddenly feel like I look the size of a tent and you need a bit more definition my go-to flattering dress is the wrap I think especially when you've got boobs on the bigger side you need a bit of a wrap to kind of cinch you in to show where your body actually is and and not have kind of voluminous fabric because you definitely don't want something that's going out over your boobs and then just falling down like a shelf and making it look like you don't have a waist under there. Yes, you- a, a baby doll dress is absolutely to be avoided. I think a lot of women with bigger boobs tend to gravitate towards an empire waistline and I would say don't do that. Like to me that just ends up creating a separation between your boobs and the rest of your body without actually defining your waist. So a slightly lower waistline, 
And it, this is where I really wish that we could have followed up and had a conversation with you or asked for pictures because, Claire, I don't know what you like. Do you, do you never show your arms? Do you like showing your arms? I think that a nice cap sleeve tea dress with a defined waist will always be a good option. And good go-to brands? I love Bowdoin for dresses, actually. I think they always they do. They are very good, yeah. And really good fabrics that wear well and you can wash and don't, you know, shrink immediately. And I think that I forget about Diane von Furstenberg a lot, but she's great for like a wear anywhere dress. Um, and by the way, Claire, I'm a little bit jealous that you are going to get all of the end of season sale merch that you that your heart desires. What's quite exciting about living in the Southern Hemisphere is that you, we've just seen all the spring, summer 20 trends on the catwalks. And we're not going to be seeing that coming into shops until kind of January, February. But you've seen what all the trends are going to be and you can wear them straight away. You can do the big chunky sandals that we saw at JW Anderson and Simone Rocher. You can do, actually, you know, long line dresses are in. There were still a lot of printed dresses. I think prints a really good one for kind of any occasion. And it's also a good one for sweat patches. I'm not (laughs) assuming anything here, Claire, but I get a sweat patch really easily on the tube and I live in very cold Britain. So just in case that's something you want to consider, um, block colour is much harder to wear in a sweaty climate. I do do think that a chunky sandal always helps balance out proportions as well. Mm. And showing some ankle, like you said, Emily. Yep, absolutely. Get those ankles out. The only thing we haven't answered is hats. Oh, gosh. This is, I'm afraid that is not my area of expertise. I'm a bit of a hat phobe. There was a gorgeous collection of uh, Lola hats by Marizia a couple years ago. You might search that and see if you can find any still out there. Um, But otherwise, I think that we've passed the moment for the huge Giacomo-style sun hat. So wear whatever you like. They just blow off those giant sun hats. Like a sail. Matches have... um, some good straw hats that have a ribbon that you can tie under your chin if you aren't afraid of looking a bit Little House on the Prairie. Which is on a lot of designers' mood board for next season. Well, I mean, it's very on trend, but we can't all pull it off. I certainly can't. I would personally tie the bow under my hair at the back, but it keeps it on your head because otherwise, actually, in the summer, if you're kind of running around and not just posing for an Instagram, you want something that kind of sits on your head properly. Absolutely. And get something with, with a high UPF um, factor so that you are enhancing your sun protection while you while you waft around. I feel like dear John and Jerrica. Yeah, let us know how you get on, Claire. I want I want pictures, actually. Yes, please follow up with pictures. Let us know what you find, what you love, and of course, if we've gotten it wrong. All right. Moving on, we have a question from Neil Borman. Charlie? And here goes with a sentence I never thought I'd say. As a 40-year-old man, I feel sure that the only way to nurture a sense of individual style while maintaining any kind of dignity is to develop a uniform that flatters, twist classics that allow progression and avoid fleeting micro-trends at all costs. But in real life, adopting new trends defines what it is to be normal. When even the most respectable designers roll out bum bags and ugly shoes, how do you really know what to resist and what to embrace? Oh, good question, Neil. Emily? I was really touched by this question because I think that you're really getting at the crux of, of what any person who cares about how they present themselves wonders, which is what is the tipping point between caring and caring too much? Like you're basically asking us how to be stylish and how not to be a fashion victim. And, and actually, I was thinking of your question. This morning, I was editing an interview with Tim Little, who owns the shoe brand Grenson, and he said... 
quote, I think stylish men are those that have a real view and stick to their convictions on what looks good. It's great to discover new things, but not for the sake of just buying the latest thing. So there's nothing wrong with knowing what you like and sticking to that. I think that the key is really in judicious updates every couple seasons. And and you can find those by going into shops that you like, you know, chatting with the sales assistants, asking for help, trying on loads, figuring out what you feel good in. Actually, a lot of, I'm not sure where you're based, but um, a lot of the big department stores in in London do offer free personal styling services. John Lewis is actually about to roll out a brand new men's styling suite where you can book on a completely free basis with no pressure to buy. You can book a consultation with one of their style advisors. They'll take you through the shop. It should be a very informative, low-pressure environment to just, just start seeing what you might add to your wardrobe. Is that across the UK? They're going to roll that out. I'm not sure. I know that it's starting in London, but it's probably menswear is seriously on the rise. More and more men are getting into fashion uh, and stores are realizing that and catering to, to this demographic. I think the key word here, Neil, is one that you gave us and that's uniform. And I think for men and women, developing a personal uniform is how to kind of never feel like a fashion victim. And that doesn't mean you have to always wear the same thing and just keep buying things on repeat. But it it is knowing what suits you and what you love. And I think when you try a trend or, you know, if you're going to swap your pair of brogues for a chunky pair of dad trainers. See Charlie searching for what kind of shoes. Like <laughs> I'm like men's men. <laughs> references as a single woman. Yeah, if you're thinking about swapping something for a trendier piece... You should only do it if you really love that trendier piece. So I will buy into a trend if I see something in a shop window and I just think, God, that's fabulous. And it brings me joy. And the thought of putting it on in the morning is exciting. I would never buy a trend piece just because I think in in women's fashion, everyone's wearing square-toed shoes. If they don't suit me or they don't bring me joy, then... I don't need to wear them. No one's going to, you know, gawp and point on the tube if I'm still wearing round toe shoes. But it's just seeing the trends as kind of a playground for you to experiment. It's also not that every time you have to get dressed has to represent a revolution, right? Like, you're always going to have jeans in your wardrobe. You're always going to have T-shirts. But fashion and, and remaining current is all about keeping pace with the subtle shifts that that end up defining a look. Like, how wide your jean legs are, how long your t-shirt, you know, does it hit you at the hip or below? All of these things make a huge difference. So I'm sorry that we haven't given you specific things like a shopping list of what to go buy, but I think that what it comes down to here is try on lots of clothes, make friends with shop assistants, and wear what you like. And also befriend a tailor. Because in men's fashion, I think you could take trousers up a few centimeters and show a bit more sock, show a bit more shoe, you know, change to a chunky boot or and then you can let the trousers back down again the next season if you're then doing a completely different kind of shoe. You know, it's tiny little details like that can make the same piece feel suddenly more current. Great. Thank you, Charlie. So next up, we have a voicemail. Hi, Fashion Unzip. My name is Pandora and I wanted to ask you whether you had any recommendations for affordable and fashionable, sustainable brands. Thank you. Pandora, thank you for your question. That is such a good one. So Pandora wants to know about affordable, sustainable brands. And this is something I have a feeling that a lot of people want to know more about because 
so many people are interested in dressing more sustainably, but it is the truth that a lot of the more prominent sustainable fashion brands tend to be more expensive to reflect the care and and priorities and, and the deliberation that goes into everything from the design to the supply chain to the production to the marketing. It It's just a different way of working. And because many of the sustainable brands are still small independent brands, unfortunately, they're not always as accessible as some mainstream brands. But H&M Conscious Collection is an exception that comes to mind. And Charlie, you've got a couple of brands too, right? I also think look at People Tree and look at Everlane, which is actually a favorite with the Duchess of Sussex. Um, both of those brands do really beautiful, well-made pieces. I think the slight difficulty um, in trying to shop more sustainably is that sometimes these brands, by their very nature, because they're trying to sell us things that have longevity, that they are less trend-driven. But Emily, you've got a solution for that, haven't you? Yeah, I actually think that the most sustainable way to shop is not to shop, but to rent. There, there's been a surge of new rental platforms that are making it easier to access higher-end sustainable brands on a temporary basis. And all of them cite sustainability as the main reason that people sign up. The main one that's coming to my mind is called On Loan. It's actually a subscription service where you sign up, you choose a package for two, three, or five pieces per month. I think it's £69 a month to rent two pieces. And uh, you fill out a style survey, and then the On Loan team sends you an edit of pieces that you might like, and you get to select from that. They have a really impressive roster of brands. They've got Mother of Pearl, Sir, S-O-U-E-R. They also have Rotate Burger Mickelson. They've got Ganny, Rixo. Well, that's the thing, because even brands that aren't necessarily sustainable in their own approach become more sustainable if actually instead of buying them and wearing them three or four times, you are renting them for a week, wearing them to that wedding you're going to, the Christmas party that you need a dress for, and everywhere else. I mean, if I rent something for a week, I'm definitely going to wear it pretty much the whole week <laughs> to get my money's worth. As you should. And then sending it on to somebody else. And then if clothes aren't being sent to landfill, that's just a much more sustainable way for us all to shop. In fact, Ganny is getting into this. They've launched um, a rental pilot program in Denmark. So I think that we might even begin to see brands recognizing that that there are better ways to operate than just constantly churning out more and more new product. And Emily, you introduced me to a new brand just by by wearing them, actually, a new sustainable label that's based in London. Yes, Frank's London. She uses all dead stock fabrics and produces in very limited quantities. I want to say maybe 30 dresses per design. Um, They're beautiful daytime cocktail and evening dresses that just feel so good to wear. You're supporting a small business and it's all very ethically produced. So check out Frank's London. And that's around the kind of 150, 200 pound mark. So... These are especially affordable, but but when you're shopping sustainably, sometimes that does mean kind of not getting the fast fashion price. And it's the same principle that actually Reformation follows. Um, And Reformation is a great brand as well if you're interested in sustainability, but also want those kind of fashionable new cuts. They use dead stock fabric as well, and they've been really hard to get outside of America up until now. But they've just launched in the UK and in Selfridges. So definitely, finally, finally. Thank you, Reformation. All right, great. Those are really good points. Thanks, Pandora. Let us know how you get on. Do you have a friend who never pays their share of the bill? 
Or are your parents wasting your inheritance on flash cars and Caribbean cruises? Or maybe you have two children, but you can only afford to send one to a fee-paying school. The common thread? Money. And the moral problems that it so often leaves in its wake. I'm Lauren Davidson. And I'm Sam Meadows. We both report on personal finance for The Telegraph. And each week on our podcast, Moral Money, we're joined by one of our paper's best-loved columnists to unpick the thorny financial issues sent in by listeners. From stretching your work expenses to the ethics of paying less tax, this is the ultimate guide to what's okay and what's not in the blurred world of money morals. It's heated. It's lively. And it might even help you become a better person. Search for Moral Money in your favourite podcast app and click subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Next up, we have a question from Liam. Hi, Unzip team. Love the podcast. Thanks, Liam. We do too. Uh, So Liam says, I love fashion and I think I'm a pretty confident dresser, often mixing men's and women's pieces to get my desired look. Inspired by Queer Eyes Jonathan and Marc Jacobs' penchant for a fashion kilt, I've been thinking a lot about introducing a skirt into my wardrobe, but I'm having a crisis of confidence about it. Every time I try one on, I have this overwhelming feeling that boys shouldn't wear skirts, which has both surprised and unsettled me. Do you have any advice to help me get over this psychological block? And do you have any styling recommendations for how a man can stylishly wear a skirt? Uh, And Liam sent us a photo of himself in a skirt, which I have to say, Liam, I don't think you need our help. You've got it. You look amazing. Liam sent his Instagram too. You can find him at a boy with a beard. Liam, you don't look like you need our help, but I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said Marc Jacobs fashion kilt. I think the kilt is the perfect gateway skirt because it is a piece of clothing that men have been wearing for generations. It's traditionally menswear, but it's a great way to get in the habit of wearing a skirt and just get used to that feeling of bare legs and that feeling of liberation. Um, I think as well, it's about how you balance it. So if you were to wear kind of a, a longer skirt and then you add chunky boots or something, it's a great way to kind of do that traditional masculine feminine balance that we do in our wardrobes as well. So, you know, if I'm wearing a very girly dress, I'll often balance it with some really tough shoes. And that's a really classic styling trick that you could use as well. I've actually written a piece for Wednesday's paper about the five shoe trends that you need to know for autumn winter. And one of them is the mega stomp, clumpy soled Chelsea boot. So that would be a good a good idea to go with your kilt. Also, you know, in the picture that you sent us, you're wearing a black skirt, which I think is a great choice because it, neutrals tend to be Uh, less startling. So sticking to black, olive, dark plaids, like a black watch tartan, those are all good ways to go. But I think rip the plaster off, Liam, because if that's something you want to wear and that's what you feel good in, you just need to do it. And once you've done it once, you'll wonder what you were so worried about. Absolutely. Get your legs out before it's too cold. (laughs) Our next question is from Sarah in Dublin. Hi, ladies. I'm looking to buy a leather jacket. Any recommendations for length, etc., that will work with many outfits and last for years? I'm five foot eight and a size 12 to 14. I don't know why, but buying a leather jacket can sometimes feel like one of the biggest shopping challenges out there, can't it, Charlie? Well, they're expensive, so you don't want to get it wrong. And it's not, it's not like buying a classic coat or something that is, you know, an investment buy, but you can wear with everything. Leather jacket, you know, how many zips are too many? And how many bells and whistles do you want? Because they're quite a rock chick. The zips, the buckles, the straps, the 
the whiz bangs. But if you do too much hardware, you can start to feel a bit novelty and a bit jangly. Like when any, anybody wears those Chloe boots that jangle as you walk, you can start to then feel a bit too dressed up and it's not easy to wear in your day-to-day life. I think leather jackets are one category that really rewards trying on because you you absolutely can't tell how it's going to look unless you unless you slip it onto your body. I mean, you might have a totally acceptable looking leather jacket on the hanger and then you put it on and you realize that you look like you're about to run away with the Hells Angels, which, you know, it's a look. It's maybe not the look that you're going for, but it's a look. Or or you might realize that it's long and it swamps you. So if I were you, Sarah, I would go to two stores. I go to Whistles. Right now they have 13 styles. I looked online and I like the Agnes jacket a lot. In fact, I think that I have the Agnes jacket. I think it's the one that I bought in like 2011. It's 330 pounds. I'm sure it wasn't that much when I bought it, but it still felt like a lot. It's not cheap, but like I said, I bought mine absolutely ages ago and I still wear it all the time and feel... I feel a lot more expensive than that wearing it. And also All Saints. I mean, I haven't been into All Saints in a while, but they are really known for their leather jackets. They have such a range of cuts and, and you know, they have more sleek Rick Owensy looking ones. They have more bikery ones. They've got more than just basic black. So you're going to have to go shopping and you're going to have to try a lot of leather jackets on. But I do hope that you find one that you love. In terms of length as well, I think it's about what you're going to wear it with. So if you live in wasted dresses, then you want a jacket that kind of ends on the waist. And a lot of the, I have one from Whistles as well, actually, Emily, that I've had for probably a decade uh, that still looks great. And leather, actually, good quality leather just looks better the longer you have it because it just gets beaten in and it kind of moulds to your shape. Um, but one that finishes on the waist is will be the most flattering there because that's accentuating the best part of the dress. Uh, But I equally have boxier leather jackets that I wear with trousers. I've got a... I've got a cropped... It's actually pale pink leather jacket. It's a completely different take on a leather jacket to the kind of rock and roll styles. Um, But with high-waisted trousers or jeans, it's perfect. It's a bit smarter for the office. I can wear it over a blouse. And that one was from Joseph. I have a couple of leather jackets from Joseph. And they are expensive but they are so worth it if you can afford it. Also, I mean, you don't have to buy the most expensive option out there. A couple of years ago, Marks & Spencer had a beautiful olive green collarless leather jacket that that was just very minimal and, and refined and and looked great with a skirt with a blouse tuck in, tucked in. And if you're listening and you don't wear real leather, there are great faux leather options around as well. I mean, Nanushka um, does brilliant faux leather at the kind of mid-price range, but on the high street, Kitri, um, which is a newish high street label, is launching outerwear for the first time uh, in the next couple of weeks. And they've got some great faux leather pieces. The key with faux leather is, I would say, to maybe look a size up because you don't want anything that looks kind of stretched. Right. Um, to make it look more expensive, Topshop has a great kind of white um, faux leather jacket as well it's it's an off-white white sounds terrible and cheap but it doesn't look cheap it's kind of a military inspired almost pocketed jacket which is great and a great way to wear faux leather if that's your preference those are great tips thank you charlie now we have time for one more question and i feel that we would be it would be very unfair if we 
closed out this this episode of Ask Unzipped without addressing the question that gave us the whole idea in the first place. And that's from Theo Lelutis, our producer. So last week, Theo, you asked us for advice um, on finding a coat, and I've been on the hunt ever since. I did, Emily. Thank you so much. I feel so honoured to get your personalised fashion advice. What a perk of the job. It's it's actually a lot more fun to shop for other people, knowing that it's not my money on the line. So totally my pleasure. Um, now, you were after a coat that would keep you warm in kind of an orangey rust colour or grey. Yeah, keep me warm, quite classic, um, doesn't make me look like a tent. Something that'll just last, really. So I think I found you a really good one. It's um, it's a coat on the Outnet, which is Net-A-Porter's um, discount site. It's The brand is Harris Wharf, and it's a coat in a smart orangey rust color with a, a classic collar and I think three or four buttons, single-breasted, just very simple, very timeless. And Harris Wharf, it, it's great quality for the price. Um, it's a nice weight, and I that color, I think, is a great, a great choice for autumn. I'm looking at it now, actually, and it looks um, perfect. And this is even better, Emily, because do you realize that you've told me this on payday? (laughs) (laughs) The stars have aligned. Make sure you buy it before you put the episode out, Theo. Oh, good point. If this goes up late, Theo's actually just doing you all out of that Harris Wharf coat. It comes in a few different colors. There's like a lovely soft pink. (laughs) No one's allowed to buy it in a size 14. (laughs) The Outnet is a really good shout, Emily. I actually bought um, a coat there last winter. a Sandro coat and it's a really classic navy pea coat with a velvet collar I've gotten so Beautiful. much more out of it I pulled it out of my cupboard last week actually it still looks like new the outnet is is such a great place to look because it's all the brands that you're shopping on the high street anyway but it's their old season pieces with a coat that doesn't really matter because what you want is warmth and you do want something that that goes with a lot of your wardrobe so you probably don't want kind of the colour of the season, if that happens to be neon yellow. You probably do want a classic check or navy or, if you want to add colour, rust, as you say. Theo. Do you think orange is a classic colour? I do. Oh, I think that's really classic because it goes with Both this... Both classic and on trend. Well, it goes with this season's sort of 1970s colour palette and it's a really flattering colour as well. But you can equally wear it with navy, you can wear it with denim. Mm. I think it's a great choice. So go on the outnet and... Look at coats. You can always sort the items that you're looking at by price from low to high. If you want to look at specific brands, we've mentioned Harris Wharf, Sandro, and I Love Coats by Vince. Mm. I might be doing myself out of one of them by mentioning it, but uh, we should be so powerful. And if not, M&S. M&S. I have multiple coats from M&S that are all great. And John Lewis, Modern Rarity, they look very expensive. If you are looking on the high street as well, You might want to take a little look at our website because we have just done a bit of a tried and tested where the fashion team have all tried on different high street coats just to save you the time, really. So give it a look. Right. That's all we have time for today. How do you think we did? Did we get it right? Were we incredibly off base? Um, Email us and let us know. And if we didn't get to your question, we're sorry, but we would love to do another episode of Ask Unzipped in the future. So send us your questions and we will do our best to get to them. Or you can slide into our DMs. <laughs> if you have urgent questions or anything you'd like to address to me and Charlie directly, I'm at Emily Crow, E-M-I-L-Y-C-R-O, and Charlie. I'm at Charlie Gowans, G-O-W-A-N-S. And if you'd like to read more of any of the stories that we mentioned, please go to telegraph.co.uk slash fashion unzipped sub and register for 30 days of free access to all of our premium content. Thanks again. Meet us here in two weeks for more Fashion Unzipped.